All right, welcome in to episode 121 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Janon. With me, as always, Spencer Maddox. We are back in studio for the season seven premiere. I'm going to tell you guys about Coach's Corner, our title sponsor, the number one sports bar in all of Savannah, 3016 East Victory Drive. Uh, call ahead your order, 912-352-2933. Find them at www.coaches.net. Uh, concerts, sports all over the walls. Hot wings, cold beers, daily lunch specials, everything you could think of uh, in your ideal sports bar, Coach's Corner has that. Check out the other shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Check out the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers. Uh, That is during Masters Week every year. You can find that on the Coach's Corner Facebook page or on YouTube, Masters Savannah. You can find Rubbin' and Grubbin' with Brandon Bain on Wednesday nights. Uh, Also, YouTube, Coach's Corner Facebook page. Carl Damasi on Wednesday and Saturday mornings. That's the local Savannah sports show. Um, I was on that a couple weeks ago. That's a good way to catch up on local sports. So check that out. Facebook and YouTube. And then the Who is on First Base baseball podcast with Kyle Lawson and Carl Damasi. That's on Podbean. Anywhere else you find your podcasts. Check that out weekly too. They're talking Braves. They're talking all things Major League Baseball each week on the Who is on First Base baseball podcast. Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah and our title sponsor. Check them out today, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or www.coaches.net. All right, Penny, let's get after it for 121st time, Hot Grits Podcast. Ain't nobody gonna this I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like you might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, crank the heat or something. Yeah, him right in the face. Punch a little baby right in. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. All right, we're back in episode 121, Hot Grits Podcast. Spencer is here in front of me. Travis Jadon, back with you guys. Season 7, Spencer, of HGP. Um, let's address the audio issues from last episode. Uh, right that was tough. Top. That was tough, dude. You're going uh, to throw a hand up? Yeah, yeah, I'll throw a hand up. I mean, it, it is my fault, okay? I am the engineer out of the two of us, but also you don't know anything, so also, like, your fault by proxy, you know what I mean? Like, That's not how by, it works. But your fault also not knowing how to, like... I'm the only one with knowledge, so I get a little bit of credit for that as well, right? Let me ask you this. If if a fire occurs in a city, do, okay. you, do you blame the police department for not knowing how to put out the fire? Or do you blame the fire department for not doing what they're supposed to know how to do? Right, but uh, like this is like a part-time firefighter that like only worked like 10 years ago as a firefighter. You know what I mean? Like, well... Like, <laughs> Now I'm a podcaster, dude. I'm filling in as an engineer. You know what you I mean? You took like the I'm, metaphor like a little too far, I think. No, I, I, I think I just Let's lined it up. Let's go back to the start. I'm the just, cop in this situation. <laughs> I just lined it up perfectly. Dude, you don't want to be a cop in 2022, dude. They've been under fire here recently, no pun intended. Uh, uh, we're recording Monday afternoon. Yeah. June 27th. Shout out to my, all my cops and firefighters, dude. We yeah, really appreciate you guys do a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that cops can't put out a fire. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, don't get me don't get me twisted, dude. Don't you're putting cops in a box here is what you're doing. I don't want I don't want to do that. All I don't right. want to have a cop box. Yeah, we're a cop podcast. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, duh. Uh, so we're recording Monday, June 27th. Uh, we got Braves on the dock. 
We got NBA and Hawks on the dock. Kyrie Irving stirring up some more shit in Brooklyn. So much Hawks shit to talk about, dude. I cannot wait, man. This is like peak off-season Hawks time. This is the best it's ever been. You know what I mean? We've never been in this many trade rivers. I'm so hyped. This is awesome. Usually it's all Lakers, you know, it's Nets, it's Celtics, all these guys. Warriors even back in the day. The Hawks are getting thrown around out of Woj's mouth, dude. That's crazy to me. And even better that Danilo Gallinari is rumored in a lot of these moves. So that I would be all for that. So we'll talk about that a little later in the episode. Um, You guys know that right when we record and drop this episode that the Hawks will make a move uh, that we do not talk about or that we talk about in a future chance, and that will happen. So we're going to speak that into existence. So we got Braves, we got Hawks, uh, got some college football stuff with Arch Manning committing to Texas. Um, got a happy holiday coming up, not July 4th, uh, July 1st. I'll tell you guys the significance of that. Uh, and then hopefully we will have a top four draft from last week. I think at the end of this episode we'll have the Cups draft, the long-awaited top four Cups draft. We also got a response from Sean Herb and John Henderson over at Coach's Corner, so we'll splice in some of their audio talking about the golf match that may or may not happen. Um, It's being pushed back. There have been feelings that have gotten hurt, so we will address that at the end of the show. Uh, But Spencer, we got to start with the Bravos. Uh, They lost two of three to the Dodgers, and we'll get to it. But I I think overall, positive week for the Braves. They took three or four from the Giants, right? um, including one in the finale on Thursday where they started nobody like their whole yeah. life. It was like Guillermo Heredia that was, was batting a, fourth. That was a big win. And it was huge taking three or four out of the Dodgers. Cause you knew they three were or four from the giants. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, three yeah. or four from the the giants, because you knew they were either going to win two of three from the Dodgers at best or, you know, yeah, and they could have won two outcome. or three from yeah, the Dodgers very easily. In fact, I'm going to say that the Braves, instead of going four and three in these last two series, they were actually five and two. I'm going to count the win. I'm going to count the game on Sunday night when Kinley Jansen was a strike away. Yeah. That's a win for the Braves. Yeah. It doesn't count as a win, but in my mind it was a win, so they went 5 and 2. How many more of those how many more of those does Kinley get before he starts to get the hook? He's, uh, I mean, he's, been, he's got a long leash because I think like they've been using him so often and he is converting saves at a 4 out of like at a better than 4 out of 5 clip. Yeah, he's been good, but I mean you're a baseball guy, all right? Like out of the two of us, I'm a baseball guy as well, but you're a baseball guy out of the two of us, right? So, to my eyes, he's been solid, not spectacular. Is that the right? I think that's accurate. Okay. So, I mean, but how long? You, you need spectacular if you're this Braves team, though. Like, how, how much longer until you're like, all right, Strider? Like, if if Nutsack gets back, you know what I mean? Um, No, I think Kelly Jansen, there, Is, it would he's be— He's the guy no matter yeah, what? Okay. It's going to be pretty impossible for him to, to be lifted out of that closer role unless we see something where he— where it's an injury, somebody, right. and then somebody Wally pips him, and just takes you know takes the job. I don't know if it would be Strider, who was by the way fantastic, dude. He's so against good, the Dodgers. Man. He struggled a start ago, and then I like I really wanted to see how he responded, and just came out and mowed through the best lineup. lights out. Yeah, the best lineup that I've pretty much ever seen in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, and it doesn't even have Mookie Betts in it. That's yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what do you think? We got to talk about it. Braves forty-two and thirty-two, five games back of the Mets. Uh, the Braves have the Phillies, Mike Anthony's Phillies coming to town, uh, or I don't know if the Braves are in Philly or if they're in Atlanta, but they got three with the Phillies. Who cares? Uh, then the Reds uh, this weekend, and then I believe it's the Nationals and Cincinnati again next week. So that's what's coming up 
for the Braves. But so a little bit of a softer schedule. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, this I is think the Phillies it's, an, Phillies, it's important to win this series. Now, they yeah. need to win two of three for sure. And Phillies without Bryce Harper, it's important to note. Like, yeah, which I think, I think will, at some point in time, put the nail in their coffin. Yeah. Because they've been playing well enough where it's like you still have to watch the Phillies' result every day. You got to watch and yeah. see if they win or lose. I mean— I, I, I don't, don't know think, how long that's sustainable. I don't think they're like really like in contention for the division. No, you know what I mean. But they could definitely sneak in in the wild card, still assuming health. Yeah, the Braves are only a few games better than them. Yeah, uh, but I don't know how long that'll last without Harper. Um, it'll be interesting. Like Harper's the one guy that just kills the Braves. Doesn't matter what uniform he has on, he kills the Braves. Uh, so. It'll be glad. It'll be nice to play a series against a team that he's on where he's not playing. Right. Um, all right. Looking back at the Dodgers series, I really think that Freddie Freeman may be one of the most brilliant minds of his generation. <laughs> this this guy has somehow had the ability to manipulate not only an entire fan base, yeah, but an entire media core of Braves writers who have willingly put this guy on a pedestal where he can do no wrong. I think there was one moment on Sunday night where the infield's in, Freddie takes off from third base, gets thrown out in a rundown, and the the announcers immediately start praising him for staying in the rundown long enough to get a runner to second base, even though he just got thrown out at home with the infield in. Like, it was a bad play. He walks into the clubhouse Friday afternoon or walks into the media room before the series starts and then has to walk back out because he's crying so hard and he's so emotional that he has to walk back out. It's a whole scene. There's videos of him walking around with his hands over his face. <laughs> he's crying. It's and it, so you know, it's just so much. Fake, bro. It's so fake. And you can't fall for this type of thing. You just can't. He, oh, it has worked to it worked, perfection. It worked on his teammates, too. And it's because. You see what Kershaw said? Yes. Kershaw was kind of pissed. It, well,. I, I saw it in writing. I didn't I didn't like hear it. So I didn't I didn't get the tone, but it was like I know he really loves this team. I, I believe this is Kershaw. He's like he loved where he came from. I believe he's gonna love this team like that too, basically. That he was, was like yeah, he said he hopes that the Dodgers aren't playing second fiddle. He said yeah, that term. Yeah, yeah. Like he Kershaw saw what we saw and he yeah. goes, What the hell is this? <laughs> what is it? He he was probably like weirded out by it. I, I was like, definitely this is weirded out strange, by it. Strange, dude. He's not like it's not Luke Gehrig dying of a disease. Yeah. Like, like I mean, he's doing okay for himself. He could have just signed he didn't the die. Con- he could have just, he the- just stayed here. You don't get the right to become yeah. this guy, and you get the right to leave. You don't get both of them. No, you could have just signed the contract. He had yeah. he had a very similar deal to the one he signed in L.A. He would have been on a team that just won the World Series. It made all the sense in the world to sign the damn contract, and he overplayed his hand. So. And now he wants to have the same welcome home. Like, did you hear any boos? I was watching it on mute. Were there any? Yeah, boos? there were boos. Okay, okay. Right Good. when he stepped in the box. Good. Good. The way is it went down exactly the way I thought it would go down. Exactly the way that I said it should go. By down. By the end of the game, were there still boos? Yeah. And Good. there were still he, ovations on Sunday. Like to be they clear, were sporadic, he, but there were boos also. And I think that both sides are right. Like you can boo or cheer. Yeah. But like, don't let's not make booing off the table like it's like you're a bad fan if you boo i called into uh, espn radio in savannah last week because some guy came on came on there as a braves writer fred owens and he came on there and said uh like braves fans need to go find another team to root for if they boo freddie freeman he called them quote fool- what he called them quote foolish 
I called in. I was pissed, dude. <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed. Did dude. you first time, long time? No, they knew oh, who I damn. was. They knew immediately who I was, and and then I know, sh- but that's like the point, dude. Like, you know what I mean? No, I should have. I was so mad, dude. I almost like swerved off the road. I was so upset. I I go. This guy just called me foolish. He personally reached out to me, and backhanded me and called me foolish. <laughs> that's essentially what Fred Owens did. Um, Ronald Acuna might be injured again. Yeah, foot injury. I mean, we they've got MRIs, right? Like they're doing the whole. Are the Braves better without Ronald? No, they're okay. not. They're not. All right, they're you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. They're not. They're not good. Uh, they're, not, they're not better. Excuse me. We need to talk about the Orlando Arcia thing. That got some feedback from most notably like a couple of my family members, but I, there were other people that reached out to me like right after I dogged Orlando Arcia last week, I, and I notably supported Arcia. Right? Game winning hit, and then since that time, since that time. RC has been objectively bad. Yeah. Objectively bad, which is what I said. When the sample size grows, he will start reverting back to the 240 hitter that he's always been. Right. And it's not sustainable. Well, a 240 hitter. I want to get get out early on this now. I'm telling you that while people still love Orlando Arcia, he will not last as the Braves' second baseman. Yeah, but. It will not happen. A 240 hitter is perfectly acceptable as a replacement player for a guy that's coming back this year. No, but in my he's mind. at 310. Oh, yeah, he's going to regress. Okay, and it's, so in order to regress to 240, you're going to be a below 240. Well, it's not necessarily he's going to hit 240 at some point this season, you know what I mean? Like, that's not necessarily the case. He might Well, he might just start hitting 240, you know what I mean? Like Maybe. Yeah, and then his average would finish at something like 270, 280. You know what I mean? Like, or, or maybe, maybe not even, maybe, maybe not even but that, like not, 260. That's, that's like, if he's not playing every. If he's playing every day, it, it will it will be quick. It will yeah. ha- the regression will happen quick. I don't know, bro. He was he is a former top prospect. He's <laughs> like obviously a lot older than that now, and he's had a lot of career to be this guy. But players pop in their late twenties. You know what I mean? That happens all the time. It's happened a million. Uh, Yastrzemski in. San Francisco comes to mind immediately. Carl Yastrzemski. Yeah. Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> Somebody that just came out, and he was like an MVP candidate for half the year, like two years ago. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I uh, He's he's perfectly acceptable as a replacement to Ozzy, in my mind, for the time and being. And I just, like, yeah. adamantly disagree. Well, if Ozzy was done but for I the year. But I think you're in the majority. If Ozzy was done for the year, I would, I would be like, all right, go get a guy. Like, we have to have a guy for a playoff run. But if. Ozzy's coming back, then yes, plug and play. Like you can still win the division with this guy hitting eighth or ninth. I, and, and I think they still can. Yeah, I just wouldn't like. For me, it would. I wouldn't be comfortable going the whole month of July trying to track down a team in the NL East with that big of a hole. Right. Because it also, if it wasn't the Mets, I would one hundred percent agree. It also you. shrinks your bench too, because now you're having to play guys like Mike Ford. Yeah, I was about to say whenever, off the bench. Whenever uh, I almost tweeted, whenever he came up, I was like, I've never heard of this gentleman on the Braves team. He's Michael not a good Ford. player. Well, he's not yeah. a good player. Yeah, a really American name, dude. Michael Ford. Michael Ford. American as hell. Loved it. Probably drives like a Prius. Yeah. Uh, Michael Harris. Tesla. Still crushing the ball. The Braves are twenty and eight. Since Michael and Harris, Michael Harris was called well, up. Let's talk about Michael Harris for a minute. Michael Harris is awesome. Okay, he's fast as hell. He's not hitting home runs, and his like just like Arcia, his batting average of balls in play is sky high. I haven't looked at it in a few days, but I believe it is pretty unsustainably high. 
So that's going to come crashing down to earth too. So all I'm saying is Michael Harris, good player, temper expectations. He's not this, right? Unless the ball starts leaving the yard, he's not this guy. Yeah, well, things like, like the 330 batting average. It's not going to happen. That won't happen. But, like, I think I've seen enough now to where this is not Christian Pache. Right. No, no yeah. I think and I think better... this is a long-term Major League Baseball starting outfielder. Yes. Yes. So, that's a nice find. And he's the youngest player in baseball. Yeah. No, the youngest I, player in baseball. I think he is a good player. I'm specifically talking about this year. This year, the Braves, I don't think I don't think he's the answer for a World Series run. Personally. Maybe I'm wrong. He's Well, I disagree on that. He's hitting lights out right now. He's been awesome. I think at some and point And they keep him at number nine in the order all year. Like that's a nice way to yeah. sort of hide a guy and make him the quote unquote second leadoff. Right. So you have ahead of Matt Olson and Austin Riley and Marcelo Zuna, who by the way is a top ten Major League Baseball outfielder in terms of hard hit rate. That's a, that's a fact. That's crazy. Top 10 in Major League Baseball, hard hit rate, Marcelo Zuna. So he's going to come around, I think, and he's starting to heat up. All right, all I'm saying is if if, they, if the Braves get this guy, yes, absolutely, he's a he's a hitter on a World Series team. This Marcelo Zuna or Michael no, no, Harris? No, 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 this Michael Harris. Okay. Okay, if they get this guy, absolutely. But you got to think, he's a rookie, like you said. He's the youngest player in the league, like you said. At some point, either one, pitchers are going to figure him out or he's going to go through a bad slump. One of the two things are going to happen. Or he's just going to start getting unlucky. But I think that you know I mean? is fine like, if if he's playing a great center field and if he's right. doing things at the number nine spot that a typical number nine won't do. And that's not like this is the lowest spot in the order, obviously, right. baseball guy. Uh, like you're not you don't need too much from him. Certainly, if you got this, it would be OK. But him hitting ahead of Swanson, ahead of Acuna. That's a nice that's right. a nice trio right there. Uh, we'll wrap with the Braves here. Swanson, Dansby Swanson is as hot as I've ever seen a player, and I think he's a shoe-in. fired. He's dude. the National League Player of the Month, yeah. I think, for June. I, I, is he going to be an all-star? He has to be. Dansby Swanson is 100% an all-star. Dansby Swanson all-star, baby. Which is crazy. I've started circle. on Twitter. I've started just spelling his name only D-A-N, money sign, B-Y. Like, that's who he is Because <laughs> they're going to back the Brinks truck up for this guy. They're gonna dump the Brinks truck for this guy, and I think now, you like, think? dude, I really, yeah, like now he's a twenty million dollar a year shortstop. So he's gonna get a, Dansby Swanson's gonna get a hundred million dollar contract from the Braves. Are yeah. you calling that now? Yes. Okay. Yes. No matter what happens from here until the end of the season. Well, no. Okay. No. Assuming health. We're talking about over a month now, sample size. Like this, he could be, he could be this guy. Right. This could be who Dan... Could you imagine? So a month for Dansby Swanson is a good sample size. A month for Arcia, not a good sample size. A month is a good sample size for okay. Arcia. Okay. It's been about a month. Yeah, and you're starting to see that it's the last three or four days <sighs> has been bad, dude. He's like, oh, for his last 15. I hope Dansby gets the bag, dude. I really like him. He wants to be in Atlanta. I think He's over the All-Star break, he might. Really? I really think over the all-star break, he might see something come out about that. Because he's about to go to arbitration, too, for last year. Um, let's see. Anything else? Dansby Swanson's current numbers. 304, 367, 871. Hello. 304, 367, 871. It's crazy, dude. It seems Hello. like his good streaks get longer and longer and longer every year. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's always been streaky, but it, like you get good Dansby for a longer period of time. 
Dude, and he was so bad to start the year. Terrible. Like, Terrible. real bad. Terrible. But he was Low 100s. A lot of people were saying he was, like, the best defensive shortstop in baseball for, like, the first two months of the yeah. year. Like, a lot of, like, really smart people were saying that. So that made that better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. All right, anything else for the Bravos? No, I'm good, man. I'm so excited to talk NBA. I've been waiting for it this entire podcast. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for 20-plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student-athletes in the Savannah area? PrepSportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl Demasi and former area sports reporter Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepSportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at PrepSAV. PrepSportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah high school sports news. All right. I've got so much shit to talk about, dude. So much shit. Well, should we get to it? Yeah. First, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about what's going on uh, with the Hawks? You want to talk NBA draft or you want to talk Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Okay. Um, give me the options again. Okay. We've got the John Collins, uh, DeJounte Murray stuff, the rumors with the Hawks. We've got NBA draft and we've got Kyrie and KD drama yet again. One of those three. Let's do NBA draft quickly, non-Hawks NBA draft. Okay. And then let's do Collins rumors along with AJ Griffin being drafted by the Hawks. Right. And then Kyrie last. Okay. All right. NBA draft takes. I don't have a lot. We're like pretty far removed from it. Right. I just think it's funny. Every year Woj just dominates. Yeah. I mean, he runs away with it. I saw the uh, a, a tweet got shared. It was like a screenshot of Woj's tweet from like two years ago. And he was like, they're enamored with. Like every player, he was using like a different adjective like that, or you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that. They are they are targeting, yeah, yeah, synonym, whatever. They're enamored with, they are targeting, they're in love with, with. infatuated. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. Um, <laughs> I hated the pick of Paulo Benchero at number one overall. How'd you feel about that? Another um, Duke guy. Well, I just think it's props to Coach Shashevsky for just uh, once again getting his guys to the next level. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have a parade I, for Coach Shashevsky. I get it, was, dude. Yeah, he was interviewed and uh, again made it about himself somehow. Did you see that clip? No, Shashevsky. Yeah, what a I piece mean, of shit. I don't even remember what he said, but he like again turned the camera towards him, basically uh, on this guy's night. You know, he's uh, gonna coach. He's gonna after coach he's, Duke he's again. literally retired. Yeah, he's gonna coach Duke again. I guarantee. <laughs> if they come out and they struggle, he's gonna be like, I'm bringing it back for one more year. I think it was Ryan Rosillo that had the stat about. That I told you about, um, there was potential for Chet Holmgren to be the number one overall pick. He should have been, in my mind. Him Which, or Jabari Smith. Chet I, Holmgren's American, right? Yeah. So white American. He would have been the first yeah. white American drafted at number one since the 70s? Yeah. That was crazy. What? So thanks a lot, Chet. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chet. You could have been the number one overall pick. Uh, the pa- Paolo Banchero deserves to play for the Magic. That's... I just that's a perfect fit in my mind. I don't know. I on when I did my research, I would have rather had all three of the other guys. You know what I mean? I would have had Jabari Smith. I would have rather had Chet Holgram, and I would have rather had Jaden Ivey. I think there's a better chance all three of those guys become a star than Paulo Banchero. I mean, you never I, know I how this is going to work. I power rated them: Jabari Smith, 
Chet Holmgren, Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey. Really? I just think I just think with very the ath- few people had Paolo Bancaro number one, except for uh, clearly the Orlando Magic. Well, I mean, leading up to it, predictions for yeah. who's going number one. Very few people had Paolo Bancaro, except for Vegas. Vegas never once yeah. wavered. They always had Bancaro as their prohibitive number one favorite, which is wild. Yeah. That was tough. Because Dude, no one was saying that. I think I think my favorite part of the entire night, especially early on, was uh ESPN I, I forget who it was, was comparing uh like comparing players who Chet Holmgren compared to in the NBA. <laughs> and someone immediately said Chris stops Porzingis. It was dude, he plays nothing like that guy. He looks nothing like that guy. Dirk Nowitzki, Chris stops Porzingis. <laughs> it's just all white dudes. Kevin Love <laughs> and Kevin McHale. <laughs> Those I mean, are the four comps. They, they said Giannis, which makes a little bit more sense than Kristaps Porzingis, but still, he doesn't play like – he's not strong at all. He doesn't play like that at all. It's clearly, clearly Kevin Durant. Like, so, so obvious that's who he plays like. Yeah. And I get not wanting to compare him to, like, a top five guy, but then you turn around and did it with Giannis. So it just made no sense. I don't know. He He's he's like Kevin Durant. He can dribble and shoot, and he's tall and skinny. That's That's who he is. Yeah. Not Kristaps Porzingis, dude. That dude's huge. He's a banger. Uh, the Hawks at number 16 took A.J. Griffin, another Duke player. Yeah. Can we quickly rattle off um, ACC picks for the Hawks that have not worked out? Um, So you can make the argument that DeAndre Hunter hasn't worked out. Uh, I honestly don't think he should have gone number four overall there. Okay. So we'll say Hunter, even though he's been okay. Reddish. Reddish. Terrible. Um, uh, I would think Shel- Sheldon Williams, Marvin Williams, trash, both of trash. those. But then you get John Collins. Jeff Teague. Then you get John Collins. Then you get Curter. Jeff Teague. Oh, my God, dude. There's so many ACC guys. There's so guys. many, bro. Holy shit. It's pretty nuts when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, Damn. Marvin Williams over Chris Paul is troublesome. And then they also, Jalen Johnson last year. Yeah. Wow. They love Duke, man. So, AJ Griffin, obviously, it's like. This guy wasn't good enough to start on his college team. Let's draft him 16th overall. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot to like there, though, dude. You know who the best player is? The best really player in the shooter. draft was Agbaji from Kansas. I know. You talked oh, about this guy God, so He's so early. good. Who did he go to? He went like and, 10 and, overall, and I told right? you he was going to go. I told you he was flying up, dude. Like, Did he go to 10 overall? Yeah, I think so. He went before the Hawks. Yeah. I think Cleveland took him. Great pick. <laughs> you love this guy, dude. You wanted him in Boston so bad. They beat I, the mighty Tar Heels. I, uh... Boston didn't have a pick till three picks till the end of the draft. That was their first pick. I didn't mind. I didn't mind the Hawks draft. Uh, it was just so nerve wracking. I was refreshing Twitter. I was working and I was just refreshing Twitter over and over and over and over again on Woj and on Kirshner and on Brad's uh, Twitter. Do you follow like, Shams? Uh, yeah, I follow Shams. All the, yeah, 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 I follow all the NBA guys. Shams is quickly like he's closed the gap. Yeah, Jake Fisher as well. Jake Fisher's big. Well, I think it's Woj is is the is the boat. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I think there's a clear number two, Shams. Yeah. But then it just drops off. Yeah. Well, then it goes to, like, your individual guys. Jake Fisher does, like, he breaks a lot of big stories, though. Like, Would you put Woj you over guy? Schefter? Breaking news? That's tough, huh? Those are the two undisputed boats, right? Yes, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to put them over him. Woj, yeah. number one overall. Sometimes Woj breaks like football stories and shit. Like sometimes he breaks. Schefter's he, done a, a little bit with basketball. Really? Not a lot. Not yeah, a lot. Yeah. 
no, but Woj will like break like big story. Like people will reach out to Woj because they want a story about them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm gonna go Woj. I Plus, don't th- I think Woj is the a- one we know the least about, like off the Yeah. Well he does it he does a really good job scene. of like, that. Nobody yeah. really knows Adrian Woj and Chef- Shefty also had a bad year because he, he the got Deshaun some, Watson yeah, stuff. Yeah, he had a he had a couple bad tweets there. Well also somebody passed away and he like tweeted about it. Like, oh it yeah, it was tweet. um uh it was the quarterback. Yeah, right? it just I don't know who knows, but he like was talking about how he's like had a disappointing career and he like just died. It's like, Wait, yo, dude, was it? It wasn't Dwayne Haskins, was it? Yes, it was. Was that who yeah, died? Yeah, 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 tough. That might have been a celebrity death. Anyway, of the week. anyway, so the I was I was fucking stressed out the entire draft. I like, it was either John Collins is going to be traded during this draft or, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, so I was just the entire time, John Collins, John Collins on Twitter, like. Refresh. So refresh, Collins refresh. stays. The draft ends, yeah. and nothing. We get nothing on Collins. But the then the time. tweets start coming. Yeah. About how a couple from Brad Rowland too. We yeah. love Brad. Yeah. About how the Hawks should be Hawks fans should be happy tonight. Great value falling to number sixteen. A guy projected to go in the lottery. He's not going to play. He's not going to play at all. But so, it was like, almost as if the team big. got out their talking points early. Now you walk in the studio on Monday afternoon, and you got that look on your face. You're looking down at your phone. You're starting to say, things are happening with the Hawks. That's what you told me. Things are happening with the Hawks. And this is right before we start recording. Uh, are you looking on your phone now? Yeah, to see I'm if checking Twitter happening? again. Yeah. So do you want to read uh, what what the tweet was from Zach Klein? So it's breaking. It's breaking. This is, uh, this is Legion Hoops. It's quoting Zach Klein, Klein at this point. Klein. It's quoting Zach Klein at this point. Multiple sources throughout the NBA believe that your favorite player... Danilo Gallinari is going to be traded for DeJounte Murray, including multiple first round picks per Zach Klein. The so, Hawks sending the Spurs multiple picks yes. and Danilo Gallinari. Yes. This is the in absolute- exchange for DeJounte Murray? Yes. Now DeJounte Murray is a is He's a, a premium pure point guard, I would call it. Uh, no, you could put him at the two. He's six four. He can play with Trey Young. He's six four. He can't. And who would have for the shit, ball? But oh Trey Young, for sure. But you, I'm assuming you would stagger those guys a little bit too. And only Gallinari would go back. Yeah, well, that seems too good to be well, true. He's an expiring contract. There's value in that. The uh, Spurs are doing it for the picks. Yeah, they're doing it for the picks. He's an expiring contract that would clear up cap space for them next year. They're clearly just going to go into a rebuild. Like they're not going to be able to. Murray's not a player you can build around. You know what I mean? He's not the best player on a team. You don't want him if he's the best player. I would think. No, but I so, think he immediately becomes the the. The number two. Yeah. I think he's better at being Marcus Smart than Marcus Smart is. You know what I mean? He's a better offensive wrong, player. Wrong. He's a better offensive defensive player. Defensive player of the year. Yeah. The league. But I mean, I mean the best defensive player would in the you trade? Would you trade Marcus Smart for DeJounte Murray straight up right now if you're a Celtics fan? Yes, you would. Right, I'll answer that for you. I wouldn't. Yes, yes, you would. Yes, you would. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Because you guys needed a point guard this year all year long. And that's what DeJounte Murray is. Also a good defender. High steals guy leads the league in steals or is close there every time. Jante the Murray definitely need that. Uh, four years, sixty-four million, so sixteen-ish yeah, per he's got, year. He's under contract for three more years, and he's the Hawks would have him signed through twenty twenty-three. Through twenty twenty-three, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Oh no, no, he becomes an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty-four, which yeah. would mean the summer of twenty twenty-four. Yeah, so two years under contract. So two, the Hawks would have him for two full seasons. On a really team-friendly deal. 16-ish like, per year. Yeah. Which is less than Gallinari makes, correct? Yes. Isn't he around 18? Yeah. 
but Gallinari, which is incredible, that Danilo Gallinari makes he cashes checks to play basketball. So which he is was crazy. His deal was partially guaranteed this year. It was guaranteed for five million, and I think the partially was like eighteen million. So you could use his contract to trade straight for Dejounte Murray. Assuming you're the Spurs, what you get out of it is cap space immediately after this year. You can cut Danilo. Doesn't matter. You only got to pay five million for that. All right. So you get cap space. You get the flexibility with the picks. And then you say, and John Collins, well, you're talking about, yeah. are you talking about Hawks or Spurs? No, the Spurs. The so Spurs, that's, the, the, their rationale is, you can see it. Yeah. That's obvious. Yeah. So I, I, what I'm saying is that's why you wouldn't want John Collins because you can't, John Collins and DeJounte Murray in terms of team building might as well be the same thing. Like you can't build around John Collins. Sure, sure, sure. So but like, I'm asking he's going to leave you again. But forget the Spurs. What I'm asking you is if the Hawks acquire, if this happens, right. the Hawks have now made their quote unquote move. Right. This is the move because you're trading. We're talking about possibly three first round draft yeah. picks, and you haven't done that with any of these other rumored players. Yeah. You're gonna sink the like you're gonna go in with Dejounte Murray, and that I think that would be the move. Schlink, uh, the coaching staff. Yeah. Of the, for the Hawks, it would be make or break. Oh yeah. If oh yeah. Three yeah. picks get if, traded for one guy. If you and swing, Collins stays. Yeah. It better work. Let me go ahead and say I would want. In my perfect world, I would send out Danilo Gallinari, get DeJounte Murray, and then make a move with one of the centers if you want to. I would keep John Collins. I think he's so fucking good at the four spot. He Nobody really does exactly what he does. He's like a Kevin Love type player. You know what I mean? Like, Do we know about Coach McNate? I, I mean, he's on the hot seat this year. To begin I think year. he's 100% yeah. staying, though, right? Yeah. That move yeah, would yeah, have yeah, already no, happened. No no, 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 no. He's staying. He's coming back. That would have but already he's, happened he's, a while if they If they struggle out the gates, he's immediately going to feel pressure. So will Travis Schlink if if they make this move. This is going to be. I think so the, will Trey Young. So will John Collins. The, the entire or so will guys like Kevin Herter. Like the the days of them being young, a uh, building core, are over. Off, they are officially over. Whether yeah. or not they make the Dejounte Murray move or not, those yeah. days are over. Yeah, that's the, it. It will no longer be low pressure. Yeah, you're right. So or that, it'll just be like, hey, at some point you you have to wash your hands and say it didn't work. Right. We didn't do it. It's, it this isn't working. What what you're going to find yourself in a bold situation what, soon. What freaks me out, dude, is you've had all this talk about John Collins the entire offseason. You know he's got to be pissed. Every offseason. You, you know he's got to be pissed. All he's done is go out there and perform and they just clearly don't value him. Or because least, they haven't won shit. They're trying to figure least, out how to win. Well, yeah, at least publicly they don't value him. But why if you're John Collins Assuming Danilo Gallinari gets traded and you don't, why would you want to play for these bros knowing you, can you can't? You play for your you play for yourself. I hope so. Like I hope that happens the, in the league all the time. Yeah, but his value absolutely tanks if he's like, you know what, I'm not playing for you guys. If he pouts, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't it's do that. With. It's over. With. You can't do that. They're still paying you. Well, he can. He absolutely if can. He it happens all the time. If he pouts, then it will become a mark on him, not the Hawks. I know, but then the Hawks don't get value for him, so it it hurts them just as bad. It will hurt him too. Yeah, but that's that's the risky. What I'm saying is that's the risky. He's shown. Run. I think John Collins has shown that he he's past that though. I hope so. He's. A, I. I he had every opportunity to to be like that last year. Yeah, and well, he didn't. He did the well, opposite. Not, not only of. not only pouting is one thing, but he could just be like, I don't want to play here, and he could ask out. That's what I'm getting at. And if he asks, even if he just does that, his value tanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, or you would see his rebound numbers start drop. That's what happens. Like yeah. the points per game will rarely drop when you're a guy like that. Like they're. Because you're just going to find a different way to get points, even if you're not, like, quote-unquote right. trying hard. But the things like the rebounds per game, all those numbers start plummeting because you're not. Right. You're just, like, spotting up. So. He didn't do that. Here's the other thing. 
all that aside, all that aside, Kyrie is basically yeah. asking out of the net. This is how you're going to tie this into the Hawks. I am. Okay. I am. I okay. am. All right. For, firstly, there's, there's out of the top three landing spots right now for Kevin Durant, before I even get into why he's wanting to leave, there's Miami. There's OKC for some reason because he's not going there. There's one other team, and then there's the Hawks. Okay. For? To sign Kevin, to get Kevin Durant on their team. Assuming. Assuming he leaves. Kyrie. Yes. These are betting odds. Assuming like, Kyrie leaves. Yes. These are betting odds. Okay. okay, okay these okay. are betting odds. Okay. For, for Kevin Durant. Yes. Miami. Miami is the favorite. There's another team I don't remember at the moment at number two. And then there's the Hawks at two to nine. I think I something think like Brooklyn, that. I would think Brooklyn, right? I would, uh, maybe. Maybe Brooklyn. Maybe. But point being, the Hawks are in the top three to land Kevin Durant. And that's Vegas saying that. That's not some insider saying that. That's Vegas. Now, how would they land Kevin Durant? It would have to be by trade. It would have to be by trade. And yes. so what would that look like? I that wonder. would look like, I'm assuming. John Collins, 100%. Got to go. Something like DeAndre Hunter or Onyeka Nkongu. Now, you wonder if the DeJounte Murray move is to further entice Yes, that's what Kevin I'm getting Durant. at, dude. That's what I'm getting at. So the second I came in here today, this is a long way. There's a long way, like, you know. That's how you wound up spiel. there. Yes, a yeah. long spiel. So, oh, I'm doing it in my I, head. Yeah, I walked in and I was like, they're not trading John Collins for DeJounte Murray. That means they want John Collins for something else. You know what I mean? And they know but if Kevin Durant's about to ask first out. if you first-round picks and you send them to San Antonio. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? They want young why players. Why would Brooklyn? All because Brooklyn they've got wants, Ben Simmons. Brooklyn doesn't want any picks? They've got Ben Simmons. They're going to get picks back in the Kyrie trade. They've got Ben Simmons. They don't want to be trash. They would rather get they get picks like, back in the Kyrie trade and then they get players back from the Hawks. Yeah, I mean it, it could include a guy like Herder for sure. Yeah, a guy, a guy like, like Hunter, a guy like Hunter, a guy like Herder, a guy like John Collins, maybe a guy like Onyeka Kongwu. What if they sent Capella instead of Collins? Maybe. Who knows? One of the two centers. In other words, the Hawks like have that. This is now you could send Bogdanovich. Yeah, like you could send enough players back to Brooklyn where Brooklyn immediately becomes a quality team. Right. Not a title contender, maybe not, but like they become almost Hawks light. And let me tell you this: and if Kyrie goes to L.A., L.A. could send back that Revis guy. I mean, they could send back a couple. And let players. me let me tell you this: let me tell you this right oh. now: if Kevin Durant goes to the Hawks with DeJounte with Murray, DeJounte and, Murray Young, and they've got and John even, Collin, if they've got and well, even Capella. if they've got half of those other guys that you just named, even just half of them, they're immediately day one. Championship favorites, day one. They're, they're not going to get through the Celtics in the East. Be, what, uh, okay, betting odds. They're immediately day one betting favorites. So they would look like they would go Trey Young. Yes. Oh, I'm going to this place with you. Yeah. They would go Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, three man, whichever three man doesn't go. Kevin to, Durant probably. Whichever I would think whichever three man doesn't go right to Brooklyn would start at the three. Kevin Durant at the four. Capella at the five. Well, if you keep John Collins. You know, he stays at the four. Or I would maybe assume even plays the five. Collins goes. I would assume as well. Whichever one doesn't go plays the five. Katie at the four. Bogdanovich, Hunter, Herter, whichever one of those don't go right. to Brooklyn, starts at the three. If I'm the Nets, I'm saying I've AJ got this guy. AJ Griffin coming off the bench. I've got this guy, Ben Simmons, who can't shoot. Let me get a big that can shoot, so I want John Collins. That's, that's my logic. So, there's that. I, all I'm saying is, dude, if they're the, if they're the three – Spot in like the betting odds, there's smoke. You know what I mean? That's it. Somebody knows something. You don't. I could definitely see how you got to that place. Yes. 
Whoa, that's exciting. That's All this extremely You know, exciting. KD's going to Houston after this, right? Yeah. Like, right after we drop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that's that. That's what will happen. Yeah. And then you'll mess up the audio you gotta no think, one will ever hear. You got to think Kyrie's completely done in, in Brooklyn, though, what, right? Dude, like, what a trap. What a garbage bag floating in the wind. I hate That's what Kyrie so much, Irving dude. is. If, you're, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm like, fuck this guy, dude. This guy that claimed to be my friend and is just, like, asking out now, like, Fuck this guy. And Brooklyn did. It's always it's happened so many times, everything dude. Everything for him, dude. They did everything. They had his back with the whole vaccine thing. They like, they. Oh my god, I forgot let, about that. They let this man run. They let this man run practices after uh, Steve Nash would close practice and be like, "All right, we're done. You know, see y'all tomorrow." You got to think that Kyrie there's a large Kyrie like they Kyrie. lost James Harden because of that oh, dynamic. Yeah, I would dude. think. Oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't I mean, working, but like they lost. James Harden and James Harden was clearly like not a good player at some point, but like they probably got Ben Simmons with Kyrie's approval, Katie's approval. It could all just be completely blown up. They won one playoff right. series. They won one. Right. They got swept. They were the what the eight seed or the nine seed last year. They got swept. All the paying them all that money, dude. I would be so pissed if I'm the Brooklyn Nets owner, dude. I was sign these bros. They like who's the most famous uh, Nets Brooklyn Nets fan? Jay Z. <sighs> yeah. I would think, right? I don't know any notable. They're like the Clippers, dude. They're like a better version of the Clippers. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's not good. You know what the only thing the uh, Brooklyn Nets team is missing? The one piece of drama that they're missing. Hold on. One piece of drama. No. What? One of them's not dating a Kardashian right now. That's the only thing that could make it better. Good point. It? Half that team's ran through the, one of the Kardashians, though. I'm sure at some point, but they're not like publicly like putting a ring on it. Top four I mean? Kardashians coming up. At the- <laughs> <laughs> what was our top four draft today? Uh, we're going to hopefully have the top four cup draft that you messed up last oh, week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, great yeah, audio yeah, that the audience yeah, needs yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. John Carr's the number one realtor in the entire world. John Carr... Is your guy, if you're buying or selling real estate in the Savannah area, call him 912-228-0916. He's at Seaport Real Estate at 7505 Waters Avenue. John Carr, born and raised in Savannah, um, has been killing it uh, over the end of 2021 and early 2022. John Carr has been on an absolute heater helping people buy and sell real estate in the Savannah and surrounding area, in Savannah and the surrounding areas. So call him or find him on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can text him, 912-228-0916, 912-228-0916. John Card, sponsor here on the Hot Grits Podcast. So he helps us out, you guys help him out, and he will help you out. It's a circle of trust right there. John Card, 912-228-0916. Um, all right, Spencer, on the dock, other sports here. Arch Manning made his commitment. Uh, Arch Manning, who is on his Twitter profile, he describes himself as a high school student athlete. That's all he has on his Twitter profile, and that's who he is. He's a high school student athlete. Love it. Arch Manning to Texas. Texas officially back. Um, We've never heard that before. You've never heard that Texas is back before now. Um, I think that it was like interesting to see all Georgia fans spinning it immediately once he committed. They were like, yeah, well, it's a numbers game. We don't have enough room in our quarterback room. We have Brock Vandegrift. We have Gunnar Stockton. Still have the GOAT, Stetson Bennett. Uh, like, they don't have room for Arch Manning, one of the greatest quarterback recruits I'm in recent I'm kind of on board memory. with that, dude. I'm, I'm kind of on board with that. Dude. It was just funny as shit. Like, 
the recruitment, like all these same people tweeting replies to Arch Manning or whatever, like come be a dog, commit to the G, all this <laughs> shit. And then it's like, yeah, it's a numbers game. We didn't have room. Well, I, I get that. I'm kind of on board with that thinking though. Like dude, at, at a certain point, like you said earlier, addition by subtraction or whatever. I don't know that if you have so many good dudes that come like five-star guys that come and only one of them gets playing time, eventually you're not going to have that many five-star guys coming in because they're like, fuck that. I want to go where I can play. Like, why would you? Well, I, I'm interested, like, surely Arch Manning saw. I mean, look, a five-star hasn't come into Georgia and not had controversy right. in a while at quarterback. Right. Like, he saw what happened with Jacob Eason. He saw what happened with Justin Fields. He saw what happened uh, with uh, the Wake Forest guy, Jamie Newman, deciding to transfer. Saw what happened to JT Daniels. I mean, if you if I'm a five star guy, and they have five stars, they have Vandegrift and Gunnar Shockton. JT Daniels was your favorite backup quarterback of all time, dude. Well, I mean, he's just objectively better than Stetson Bennett. <laughs> but Georgia was still, good enough to win with him. Still, yeah, still. Anyway, so if I'm Arch Manning, like I don't know if Georgia's the spot I want to go if I'm a five star quarterback. All that being said, like I don't think I think Georgia is the least impacted by a quarterback recruit. Yeah, it doesn't of any matter. Kind of not coming. It doesn't matter. No, I'm with that. There's a kid but- at Calvary. That is a 2024 quarterback. He has offers from Michigan State. Um, I've seen this guy. I think I followed him last night on Instagram. My little cousin shared his post. Jake Merklinger? Yeah. This guy is a gun. Georgia hasn't offered him yet. They should. He's super good. I love to see Savannah guys in Georgia, dude. Dude, quarterbacks out of this area have not had a long history ever. Right. Uh, In fact, Holden Gurner, the kid that just went to Auburn from BC, he's the first ever power five quarterback to sign wow. a scholarship out of Savannah ever. Wow. So, wow. and now there's they're coming more out. and more. Well, like, there's a kid at New Hampshire that's going to sign one. Probably. Uh, there's a kid at Calvary, Jake Merklinger, that's going to sign one. Uh, and then there's a kid at BC who's a rising sophomore who's already committed to Florida state. Wow. So BC goes well, Auburn how, quarterback, Florida state quarterback. How does it work like that? Where it just all of a sudden a wave of prospects come out of Savannah. Clearly that means like either, development in the past was terrible or this area wasn't recruited heavily enough that one of the two things has to be true right like they weren't getting enough i think probably a little bit of both but also the style of quarterback that people are looking for now uh is different and it and it tends to be the kind of quarterback that would come out of this area right. although the guys that we just talked about none of those guys are like true dual threats gurner at auburn is is a, like a prototypical pocket passer really so that's what I would think, but I mean, it's not just quarterbacks. There's a lot of guys now. Like this area has yeah, well, tons just, of three stars, tons it, of three and four well, stars. Like, it's for every sport too. Like Savannah's blown up over the past like five years in terms yeah. of like D1 talent. And it wasn't the case when we were in high school. You know what I mean? Like if somebody went D1 when we were in high school, it was like a big oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, big deal. Demarcus Dobbs was the yeah, big one. He was the he was the boat. Washan Ely yeah. at ECI was like was nuts dude that guy was so good at football yeah he was incredibly good at football and was such a good athlete that even though he had no skills on the basketball court like couldn't dribble couldn't shoot he was the best player on the floor it didn't matter he was just so athletic i remember like one time he's like just ripped the ball for me like it wasn't it like wasn't like i was <laughs> on basketball there. yeah I, like, oh wasn't, dude he used to he, I, like wasn't even there i played against just, him like, in basketball and he was like uninterested yeah i loved when he guarded me because he was seriously uninterested yeah <laughs> he was just cruising up and down the floor I did not care at all about the game. Yeah, he was probably high as shit. Well, I That's convinced him. I convinced him. I was. I think I tried to convince him not to guard me, and I won't guard him. I don't want to slander the guy. He probably wasn't high as shit, but 
Well, it could have been. He was on the same running, in the same running back room as Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. That's that's what I was getting at. Like all that uh, controversy. I Definitely that possible. Is. Yeah, that was a fun team, dude. Remember when Isaiah Crowell did the commitment thing with the little bulldog, like the actual live little puppy bulldog? Right. I mean, it was like a handheld that looked yeah, like yeah. a beanie baby. Yeah. Super cute. Another disappointing five-star running back that came to Georgia, dude. <laughs> so many. All right, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor we have for the Hot Grits podcast. It's Avalu Hemp Shop, Savannah's newest hemp shop at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Open seven days a week. Avalu Hemp is Georgia-grown, Georgia-owned, started in Gainesville. Uh, I know the owners pretty well. Henry and Michael and those guys have come down from Gainesville and opened their hemp shop by Forsyth Park. You can find it at 106 West Gwinnett Street, seven days a week at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. That's A-V-A-L-O-O Savannah on Instagram. Avalu has Georgia grown hemp products, including CBD, Delta 8, gummies, edibles, flour, even dog treats. I tried some of those gummies and they are no joke. So check them out, Avalu Hemp Shop, 106 West Gwinnett Street, and at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. Uh, if you go, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and they will hook it up for you. Avalu Savannah, Savannah's newest hemp shop. Um, all right, uh, quickly before we get to the golf match of the century and us responding to Sean Herb and boss man John Henderson, July 1st, Spencer, a special day on the sports calendar. Do you know why? Uh, it's the beginning of the NBA calendar. It's a holiday to celebrate what is annually the funniest, worst, and best sports contract in professional sports history. Uh, you going Bobby Bonilla Day, huh? July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day to all those who celebrate. Uh, the Mets are dummies. They were dummies back then. They are still dummies now, and their fans are drunk. And scared. Bobby Bonilla, every <laughs> July 1st, Spencer, every July 1st from 2011 to 2035, Bobby Bonilla will collect $1.19 million. Um, and why, you ask? Uh, Bonilla played for the Mets in 1999, last played in the majors for the Cardinals in 2001. Uh, he will be 72 when he gets his last payment in 2035. Um, I want to tell you the, the background, though. Hold on, let me find this. Uh, let's see. Okay, in 2000, the Mets agreed to buy out the remaining 5.9 million on Bonilla's contract. 5.9 in 2000. However, Bonilla agreed instead of paying him the 5.9 million at that time, the Mets would pay him. One point, roughly one point two million, for twenty five years, beginning ten years later. So Bonilla took zero dollars for ten years, right? And then in twenty eleven, began receiving one point two million dollar payments, and now they've gone up to one point nine because there's an annual eight percent interest rate. <laughs> Demand behind all of it was Bernie Madoff. <laughs> At the time, Mets ownership was invested in a Bertie Mayoff account that promised double-digit returns. The Mets were poised to make a significant profit if the Madoff account delivered, but as we know, that did not work out. So that's how it happened. Bobby Bonilla 
One of the best and worst sports contracts oh, ever. Oh, man. They're such a good franchise, dude. They just give and give and They deliver. Give. They deliver the content. And you know they're going to fall on their face this year, dude. You know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. Oh, my God. So good, dude. All right. So good. You ready to get to it? Yeah, let's get to it. All right. We have spoke about the golf match with the Herb, with the Herb Brothers. There you go. Um, from the 19th hole, the Masters show on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Uh, we're going to do a golf event with them, with Brandon Bain of Rubbin' and Grubbin', uh, to help the charity help save one of our own, uh, which goes to local people needing medical bills, medical supplies, right? Um, people needing to pay their rent in the Savannah area right. if they're going through a serious you know, medical emergency or whatever let's be clear that's what this is really all about it is and the reason why it's so cool like i'm not just like selling this here the reason why it's so cool is because like john always says the money stays directly 100 percent into the savannah area yeah so like i'm all for helping a village in africa you know like you know how you can like buy a goat yeah for a village remember how you used to be able to do that like sponsor a village or something that's all cool i'm all for that but it's cooler if the money stays right here and helps someone yeah that, you know, help save one of our own. So that's what this is all for, okay? And so in trying to talk out the rules and talk out what it'll look like, we did some trash talking. Yeah. You did some drunk trash talking from the deck of a boat. Uh, right. A cruise boat, big boat. Right. Um, I did some trash talking too. I guess it came across like we were trash talking. The show? The or, 19th hole show. Yeah, or them personally, which is not the case, right? Yeah. I mean, I was trash talking them a little personally, yeah, but uh, so me and you, we know how to promote something, right? Like that's how, we, or maybe we don't know how to promote something, but that's how maybe we, we don't have a clue. Maybe that's how we that's promote possible. it though. Right. Like we're just talking shit. Well, we're talking about it on the mic, like the same conversation that we would have. Yes. Off the mic. Like, yes. We were just talking it about it out loud, but it definitely doesn't mean that we hate someone or that we want them to be upset or any of that. Right. And I think that's what we did. Here's a clip. Of Sean Herb, Sean Herb, and John Henderson, the owner of Coach's Corner, um, talking about us. I think the last episode, or maybe the episode before, uh, maybe one nineteen and one eighteen. Right. Those two episodes talking about the golf match of the century, and I guess we hurt their feelings a little, or hurt Sean's feelings maybe a little bit. Here's what it sounded like. Here's um, almost four minutes of audio of what they said. You'll hear John Henderson and Sean Herb. Uh, hopefully you can dictate which voice is which. I think you'll be able to tell. Um, but here's what they said. Then Spencer and I will respond to it. About is you know they were all get go for the golf challenge we have coming up. We what would you call it earlier? I don't the, know. Uh, we're coming up with names. It's going to be the we the, the, get the a battle name. or the, the challenge. battle or the coach. They want the trophy. That's all I want to the, know. There's a trophy at stake. But we don't have it here. Travis, today. Travis and Spencer, I love y'all. Let me just tell you, y'all are gonna get your ass kicked. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I that. never know what's going to happen. I'm it's gone. It's up in the air. Yeah. But well, I'm sorry, you guys. I love you. But when they were introducing us, they started off with um, introducing Carl Demasi, Brandon. You know, with rubbing and grubbing. And, and I love brothers. I love all um, the sports deck network coaches corner networks or whatever. But they said something kind of weird. They said, "Oh." Well, you know, I don't know these Herb Brothers. They do one show. Herb, Herb Brothers, like E-R-B. Well, I think actually Herb. they pronounced it right this time. But Did they? They said they only do one show a year. I don't know what they do. 
They, they double it. their numbers. And it kinda, they double, it kinda, they double what y'all do. You know, I, I do get aggressive sometimes, but it kind of hurt my feelings because let me tell you this. One show versus like we do 12? Five, we do five days of that master show, which probably has to have I more. Do show. I, I would say 75% of their research they do for their 52 shows they do a year. And they called us out. Right, we can, and not we, only that. We had Travis on as a guest. I think that's our show. I hold on now. So Let me stop. On our stop. Show. I got We cannot bash our other show now. I'm not bashing another show. I love their show. I'm not, I'm not bashing their All show. Right. Well, I have. I'm bashing Sorry. what they said about my show. Okay. Right. What did he say about your show? He said oh, that um, here's Carl DeMossi, you know, and here's Brandon with Rubbin' Grubbin', and here's the Herb Brothers. Which, well, I don't know what they do. They do like one show a year. But we do five days of research, which I guarantee y'all don't do on the Masters. all year for your 52 shows. But not only that, we had Travis on as a guest. No, We love uh, Coaches Sports uh, Networks. Yeah, Travis, we appreciate uh, all the sports networks. Right. So, Travis, by the way, you're not invited next year. But that's okay. But, I mean, really, we have... We have Cole on, we have Travis right. on, Brandon on. We try to include all the sports networks. And, and guess what? We we do live television Absolutely. events. It's not just it's not just you know somewhere behind the microphone. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love your podcast. I love y'all. Y'all are part of my network. I love you. You're great. Right. You're one of the best I've ever heard. But don't Their ever put down straight. these guys again, man. It's please. all good. It's all good. Don't but you know, we have we these try guys, to include these guys, these guys get numbers. We you, try to include all the sports yeah. networks. We bring but everybody we work We're from your sports yeah. networks on our show. Now let's talk about the golf Which tournament is great, real quick. But so we move well, on. I got done with it that, yet. You can talk right. about the shows in a minute. So, a couple weeks ago, we heard Spencer. He was on a cruise. He wanted to bring out, oh, I want to do a long drive contest with him. Travis was talking a little shit, saying, oh, we got this. We're doing this. It's a nine-hole golf tournament. We're going to do nine holes, three holes, Best ball, three-hole scramble, three-holes alternate shot. Now, all of a sudden, last week, I heard Travis put on the roller skates, turn around backwards, start rolling back, and saying, um, well, my handicap's a 17. We need some shots. Her brothers are good. All I heard was backtracking after this. After they called out our show. No, no everything. shots. Yeah, no I mean, it's, it's nine holes, dude. Man, and we're not we're playing doing for a three, lot of money. Well, I mean, uh, we're playing a scramble, two best ball, two scramble, two alternate shots. I mean, come on, well, man. We're worried you about the rules later. Backtrack. Let me talk about it. If you need Tiger Woods' coach, go get him. Bring him out there and get some lessons before we do it. Okay, Spencer, so there's a lot to take from that. I guess I want to start. I have a checklist of things here. Yep. Or that we're going to get to. Do you, do you think I should start, or do you want to start? Well, I, I will say... Um, I'm not going to, like, retract any of the things I said. I was kidding. You know what I mean? Like, on the boat, the long drive thing, I thought that was objectively funny. I still think it's funny. So do I. Yeah. So that's – I said what I meant. It wasn't a little cruise, though. Come on now. This was a seven-nighter. That's like, what you took from that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what first pissed me. That's he was on what his got little, you. He was on his little cruise. It was a seven-nighter, dog. Come on. I dropped some money on that. Give me some credit. Like, at least, like – you know, don't shame, don't vacation shame Spencer. Yeah, don't vacation I don't do shame that. Me. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't vacation shame you. That was my uh, first so. Thing. I heard the word feelings mentioned. Yeah. Uh, certainly, we didn't mean to hurt any feelings or or do anything like that. I heard that I was uninvited next year to so the am show. So I invited still? 
You won't show up. It doesn't matter. But if you're am invited. I invited? I just want to know that I'm. I don't invited. think you're uninvited. Yet. Okay. All right. Word. I don't know if you're invited, but you're not. I'm uninvited. All right. So I'm now uninviting Sean to my birthday party in Sh- September. Well, also. no, Sean and Brent are still invited to our show anytime they want to come on. For sure, and we reached yeah. out to them. Okay. Uh, Sean was supposed to come on today, but couldn't. Um, we can only record like we record on Monday afternoons. Right. So we're we'll definitely like do that segment at some point soon before the golf match, which which sounds like it'll be late July, August now. Right. Um, just because of logistics, I guess. Um, a couple other notes. We don't promote their show like when we do our read, our ad read for the other Coaches Corner Sports Network shows. Right. We don't do that because when we did it today, um, but we don't do that because like their show's not. It only goes one week per year. Yeah, it's a master show. And we do promote it for those the week before, the week of, and the week after. Absolutely. And anytime anybody asks me about golf and the Masters, I make sure to defer to those guys. And me like, me going on their show, like, I don't want credit or anything, but, like, I don't, get, I don't like, make money from that or get any. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not doing it for my own. I'm doing it because they asked me to. And let's like, be clear. They are good. Like, they, and to they help do them. a good job. I love their show. I think it's yeah. funny as shit. Yeah. Uh, they were, like... Uh, Clowning us for research, um, Let's and like chill there, background right? work, like Let's chill there. That's right? that's that's, that's where a we, joke. That's where we gotta. That's where I gotta press pause. Okay, we do like what? What do you think? On average, just hours in terms of every week. I watch every Braves game twice at least. Like yeah. every Hawks game twice. Yeah, I'm steady on Twitter, research, reaching this, out and booking interviews. Yeah, this is every people, promoting our own show. We don't get a set. Year. We don't get a set. Yeah. at the restaurant. Uh, like I have to go hang my own flyers up there. Yeah, I don't get a server bringing me drinks on air. Yeah, like I don't get any. I don't just get to show up and record. I we you have to edit it, and that's all good. That's all well I have to do good. the pre work. Like let's just say, but to to say that is a joke, and that's worse than anything we've ever said about their show. Yeah, let's let's press pause on that. You know what I mean? Because we like these guys uh, a lot. They're shaming our unit size. Yeah, about how many numbers we do. Uh, I've tried so many times to bring our numbers and our download numbers in to Coach's Corner, and understandably, John's like too busy to deal with that. Like that's completely understandable. But like we can provide our numbers anytime we want. The they do X number of views in a week. That they do more per per episode or or per show than we do. Yeah, but. It's not at all comparable to the amount yeah, of total the, numbers we, we do. Like pe- we get the same, like you know, roughly numbers week to week, and we do it every week out of the year. And right. we're we on episode one hundred and twenty. It would take it like, takes us it would take us about a month to get what what they get in a week, right? But they only do it one week, and we do it twelve months. Yeah. So you can do the math there. That's about twelve times as much. Right. So let's not shame other men's unit sizes. Yeah. That's not a great look. Um. Okay, and then the final thing is the the golf match. I don't make the rules of golf. I'm flattered that, that Sean thinks that I create handicaps and that I create the rules of golf. It's on the scorecard. Tells you what the whole handicap is. Tells you which holes are the hardest. You get strokes based off of what your handicap is. Right. That's the rules of golf, okay? Not me. I don't decide that. So if we're doing match... A match play, right? Which means after one hole, someone's up one to nothing or else it's tied, right? We're not doing stroke play. Right. There's a winner on each hole. If we're doing that, then I get to get strokes 
on the toughest holes. It's only right. going to be like three or four holes and out, out of the nine, and it would only be for my shots. Yeah, it wouldn't be for mine. So I, I do think that is fair. Like, that's how me and you— that's the, that's how the game works. That's how me and you play each other as well. Like, every time I play you, I have to give you strokes. Yeah, otherwise, what are we doing? Like, yeah. if Sean and Brent want us to just come to a golf course and give money to the charity, that's fine. Just say it. But, like, let's not put on a charade where you're having to play with literally the worst player, me, out there. They're, they will win. Yeah. Duh. Well, hold on now. I mean, it is golf. He did, he did, made, he did say, like, they could go out and play like shit. And we could go out and just be on fire. But true, but that's not. It's not likely. That's but probably that, not going to happen. If they want, and do therefore that, you offset it by setting a line and and setting a handicap. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. I, no, I agree. And I also think. I mean, you, it's not a bit. You've seen me play golf. I'm almost certain I can outdrive those guys. I don't mean to be keep, like keep coming back to this, but. I do. I I did mean that when I said it. Like I was. Well, yeah, and also that's a normal thing to do when you're yeah. trying to raise money. Yeah. You come up with something to bet on. Who can yeah. drive it the furthest? Either way, the money goes to the charity. Yeah. So don't shame that. That's what we're trying to do: is raise money for the charity. <laughs> but I mean, I don't want all this to get lost. We do want it to be like a really good event. Well, we touched a nerve. Yeah. I think clearly from that audio clip, we touched a nerve. Yeah. Um, um, and things were misconstrued. We did not ever ever bash their show yeah it happens one one week a year that's a fact yeah we don't bash i the don't show. make their schedule yeah we don't bash the show it's a great show sean Britt. we certainly don't spend seven minutes at, on a live stream yeah we got dogged way harder using than we, the coach's yeah, corner yeah, yeah. facebook feed like we yeah. don't get we don't get that kind of access we could i mean we could we could go up there and do it so let's let's show them that well but, we could go up there and do a, a video on the coach's corner stream yeah but we i would never do what we just did here yeah responding We're, to yeah, their yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, we we could do our own show we could talk braves we'll talk with carl yeah we'll talk with the Herb brothers about the masters i'll do all that i'm not doing this yeah that was that was a little that was a little tough, man. Because we didn't we didn't come that hard at him. I think we were just being funny, and it seemed like he was upset. So that I, I'll say that, and I'm not upset. You know what I mean? I still want to do the golf tournament. I still every time I see Sean and Brent, I'll buy him a beer, whatever. You know what I mean? Like those guys a lot. I'm not gonna back down from what I said. I was just being funny. I'm still just being funny. You know what I mean? I also, it's not my intention to ever, like. I don't think he felt like he was bullied, but it's we're not, not my, show shaming. Yeah, it's not my intention to ever like, you know, have someone not in on the joke. So if he felt like he was being poked fun at or, you know, anything like that, I do want to go ahead and say, I'm sorry. That's my bad. I always want people to be in on any joke that I'm doing. I'm not a bully. You know, I'm not an asshole. I just like to have fun. You know what I mean? But Dave Chappelle said this very eloquently one time. I never feel bad about anything I say on this bitch. Dude, I just never do. So I'm going to continue that same line of thought. Like, I'm going to say what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hope I didn't hurt his feelings. Yeah. And we're just not going to, I mean, we're not going to not talk about this. Like, we're, yeah. I mean, that's just simply not going to happen. Yeah. And so I expect another response to this. Yeah. Uh, you can find it all on the Coach's Corner Facebook Hopefully page. Hopefully we can ratchet the intensity back down because it is a charity golf match. You know Fuck what I mean? Fuck that noise. Now, it, well, now... Well, I mean, like, let's make it about what it's really about. It's the charity. It's always going to be about the charity, but, like, yeah. if we're going to play by the rules of golf, then we will beat them. Like, that, that's, that will happen. 
You think? 100%. 100%. What makes you say that? Because if you just, if we're eye, neck to neck with them, like coming down, there's just no chance that they will be able to hold up. Like there's no shot. You think? I guarantee it. I 100% guarantee it. We do have ice in our veins, dude. And we, I will say like, that. Like, I know how to play if we play by the rules. Like, I know how we can win if we play by the rules. Right. That's it. So. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it for me, man. Should we do the uh, the peace thing? Like, should we do the closing outro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go ahead and do that. New music for season seven. New outro music. That I haven't even heard yet. Love for it. season seven. Got a little whistle. You can't whistle. I can whistle, no, dude. I'm not good at whistling. Trav, take mm. us away. Till episode 122, I'm stunned by that whistling performance. <laughs> that was tremendous. <laughs> tremendous on cue. Uh, at Podcast Grits for the show on Twitter. At Jadon Sports for me. The Hot Grits on Instagram. Hotgritspod at gmail.com. Go listen to the Mike Oslo interview from last week. It was funny as shit. Mike Oslo is the man, dude. Funny as shit. Forget Jamie Casino. That guy's a nerd. Yeah. Uh, Unless he wants to come on the podcast, then he's great. How do they find you? Find me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Trav, take it away. Till episode 122, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.
commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two D's, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912-233-1561. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA, is owned and operated by Ross Howard, And together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call, 912-484-5282.